0: What is going on everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Two Cents 40 Podcast. My name is Akrim McAllister and this week I'm joined by my co-hosts. Uh, let's start with Luke Johnston. Thank you very much. Um, glad to be here for episode 20-something, 26, 27, 28, one of them. Um, we're missing a, a, an important player in our team today, unfortunately. But um, we, we still... Yes.
1: Dan, we are still waiting. Can't face the idea <laughs> that Liverpool has stolen Diaz right from under him. Ah, I wish he was yes so I could close. He's taken his off face. leave.
0: Not just yes. I mean, there was Adama Traore. It was linked to the Tottenham. The entire window ended up going to Barcelona. So Dan's just a bit down bad at the moment. Yeah. So he won't be joining. There's a bit of good part. news for Spurs, I guess. Um, but again, he's not here to, to um, enjoy the. The happiness of Tottenham You know what I mean Like I remember the other day He wasn't here And (laughs) they hadn't lost Or something like that And (laughs) we were like Bro this is good news And then he wasn't there for that So Anyway I think it was I think Ollie skipped dribbled Dribbled that weekend (laughs) So (laughs) It was a banging weekend Let's say Yeah It was an amazing weekend For Spurs fans But Someone who is going to be here And will no doubt have A lot to say About some recent Transfer activity Uh, He's already Kind of touched on it Uh, But that's Hayden Anderson.
1: Wait, do I have a lot to talk about? Oh, yes, Liverpool actually Sheesh. made a signing. I know, I'm shocked too. But, In typical Liverpool yeah, fashion. we can try to uh, deconstruct that, analyse that. But uh, kudos to FSG for actually having the stones to do anything. <laughs> wow. Wait, wow. didn't
0: they sign like four centre-backs last year? Is last year this year? Last year, January, they signed like three or four center backs in january they
1: only signed them as panic buys at the end of that window because they didn't buy anyone at the beginning of the of that season oh no we need someone to replace rov nah nah you'll be fine Lovren. massive injury yeah. crisis needs to panic buy uh panic loan uh cover yeah was
0: Kabak and davies and all of them bros Damn. what happened to
1: Davies? He, the man disappeared of the of the That's face. A he back. wasn't even given an time. I think
0: he's to. back in the championship or something. Like he had that. Like he's on loan. I mean, he's on loan. Wait, so you permanently signed him?
1: Yeah. We oh bought him. Wow. what is this Or something like that. But he's on loan oh, now. Geez. So That's, what 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 can you tell up.
0: us about Louis Diaz? Luis Diaz. Louis Diaz.
1: I can tell you that we have at Liverpool have beaten him like four <laughs> times. Probably like 15 goals on aggregate over the, the last few years in the yes. Champions League. But from what I've seen, he seems to be quick. He's fast. I think he, is a, I think he could be a long-term replacement for, uh, for Mane. I think it's actually really important we, we bought him. Yeah. I think we need another striker because, in all honesty, there's some serious questions to be asked about the, the roles and positions that Mane and Firmino are going to hold at this club going forward in the future because their contracts are up at, uh, next year. And um question is, uh, is Mane still good enough uh, to keep at Liverpool? Hectic, I suppose yeah. so, you know, as, as on mm, the bench. But I mean, Firmino, is it better to sell him or to keep him? I think, look, I don't think Firmino's got a massive market value because he's such a niche yeah. player. So I think he's perfect to keep on the bench.
0: What about his wages um, though? Because
1: his, his quality has dropped off over the last two seasons. I think he's got to take a pay cut if he wants to stay at Liverpool.
0: Yeah.
1: But, I think you know Jurgen Klopp he plays he plays well under Jürgen Klopp, Jürgen Klopp's got a soft spot for him. He does well in Liverpool. I don't know if he would flourish at as much at a different mm-hmm. club. Um and um, I
0: mean he made it work.
1: Yeah, I think him. Was money I know you him as a squad player at Liverpool, I think he'd be fine with that. But Diaz is
0: gonna generally play on the left there, on the wing.
1: I think so. Is he left wing or is he right wing? I'm not sure. Yeah, right.
0: Le- I think he's off the left from what I've seen. Off the left. So you got Mane right. and Luis Diaz, then right. you're gonna you're gonna have Jota and uh, Firmino up in, in the in the centre there, and then who's generally who would be your replacement for Salah?
1: Um, you know, Salah, Salah is Salah. But I think Liverpool do need to sign someone to understudy him. I actually think Harvey Elliott Harvey. That's what be. I was is thinking. The, the oh, okay. Is he a winger is supposed to be the replacement for, for Salah? He mm. can be. Normally, he's incorporated. Yeah, in that's midfield, that's what I remember. I think he the long term vision is to. Well, he played on him. the wing at. Uh, um,
0: so was it Blackburn? Blackburn. In the championship, so yeah. he's capable of doing it. Hmm.
1: And I think he he's got the if he can come back from his injury and be and still be the player he was before, yeah. it, then I think he has got a lot of potential in order to uh, understudy and then in the future replace uh, replace mm. Salah. And I think. There's a lot of With with this one signing, I don't know, the momentum seems to have shifted. there's a lot of optimism <laughs> I think going forward now with this Liverpool squad. Um, but what's this?
0: why do you think it's been done now? This
1: Klopp reign and going in the this Jan-
0: in the January transfer window. Like Sorry. right now.
1: What do you mean why not? We've been clamoring for, for depth. If Liverpool's gonna compete with Sissy, Liverpool mm. needs depth. That's why clubs like Liverpool and even Spurs um, you know when they go into uh, these no- in Chelsea when, we go in, when these clubs go into knockout competitions uh, like the Champions League there's a reason why they can do well there but they struggle to compete with City to yeah. win the league because you know you can get lucky on the day in, 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 a, in a knockout competition and it's really just about your first 11 but a league is about your squad and the squad depth mm. that exists And um,
0: makes sense you
1: know, you know all the clubs pale in comparison to City.
0: Yeah, comes to try to learn game. from their mistakes last season, I guess. Just in case. So what would you rate it out of like about a 10?
1: <laughs> Liverpool doesn't have the money to learn from their mistakes. Liverpool's <laughs> whole idea is about buying, usually buying younger players to develop into lead in the so them to players. City will just buy mm. what they need. Mm. And buy like three times what they need. You know, just, just in case. So what do you rate it out of 10? You
0: yeah. know, as a Liverpool player.
1: This this is like an it's Stonks, Desperately bro. needed. Now what we need is a creative midfielder.
0: Yeah. The funny thing about somebody dynamic. The funny dribbling. thing about Luis Diaz for me is, I wasn't sure about his move to Tottenham. I thought mm-hmm. it was always kind of sketchy. You know, you know he hasn't really produced in the Portuguese league prior to this season. Um, so I wasn't really mm-hmm. sure about the move. But then when Liverpool came in for him, I was like, oh okay, he might to be decent. A, because Liverpool's <laughs> Liverpool's uh, recruitment, I trust a lot. Top They're generally tier. very good, a- apart from Davies mm-hmm. and Kabak. But we don't <laughs> speak about that.
1: And then that was that was a panic situation. And then secondly, and Kabak wasn't that. Bad. Yeah. And
0: then secondly, their development is just so good. And if Jurgen Klopp goes and gets someone, he he has a role for them. He has a clearly identified role for them and how he wants to use them. Mm. So it's kind of like if Luis Diaz went to Tottenham. I wouldn't be as hyped about it, or I wouldn't be as optimistic about it, I should say, because I don't know if if he did badly, I'd be pretty happy. But because he's gone yeah. to Liverpool, it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's a great signing now. Yeah. Big oof. I
1: wish, I wish, I wish Dan was here to react. <laughs> Speaking around. of Tottenham, really, really <laughs> do.
0: Yeah, they. What about? Him? They're looking to make a double move uh, with Fabio Peritici's former team. Um, the Kulusevski do I think, has been confirmed, and then last I checked, uh, uh, Fabrizio Rombano reported that they were doing the paperwork on Rodrigo mm. Uh um, That's crazy. So, Both so Inve- since Dan's not here, yeah, since you know? Dan's not here, I thought I would just uh, take over from the Tottenham perspective. Considering <laughs> you know, I, I'm with him there in the mid-table, fighting for that Champions League position. So I have, <laughs> I can relate. Uh, on on that level, True. but um, on Kulisevsky, um, he's twenty one years old, so that's a positive. You know, quite young, still have room to develop. Uh, he was at Juventus this past two seasons, and was at Parma season before, and actually came out of the Atalanta youth academy. Mm. So generally, Atalanta are a very good recruiting team. So if they find someone, they're generally pretty decent. Uh, he had a good season at Parma. Scored 10 goals and had 8 assists at the age of 19 in Serie A, which is pretty good. Yeah. Always bad at Juventus the last two seasons. So I'm not really sure about the move. 40 mil is kind of a lot of money for a guy who has been pretty bad these past two years. But <laughs> I don't know. If if he can somehow strike something with Kane and Son, and that's like the forward line of the future, because City seem to have solved the striker issue. Mm. Um I don't know, could be decent. And then Bentoncourt quickly. I rate Bentoncourt so much. Like, I would have loved him at United. Um, which means that this is a great signing for Spurs if there's a player that I would like at United and Spurs managed to get them, <laughs> so. <laughs> but, um, yeah. The only problem with this is it looks like Juventus are going in for Dennis Sicaria and they're going to get him for around 6 mil. And I think Sicaria is better than Bentoncourt. So... Juventus are going to upgrade a player, upgrade a position, and make money in the process. So, I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Big moves, um, big moves.
1: Why are you so. What do you have against Juventus? Beg your pardon? What do you have against Juventus? No, I'm
0: just just saying, like, if you're a Tottenham fan and you see that Juventus are literally selling someone. For more money than they're buying someone. And the person they're buying is better than the person they're selling. Like, should you not be going for the better player for cheaper?
1: <laughs> but the real question is, I mean, would this better player even want to play at Spurs? when they? <laughs> that is true. I
0: mean, there are not there many, there many players that would selling. want to go for Spurs, as we've seen yeah, uh, recently. That's quite Speaking of <laughs> a player that uh, doesn't want to play for Spurs and is opted to go somewhere else, uh, there's Adama Traore, who recently made his move back to Barcelona. <laughs> Banter
1: Club,
0: Um, Luke. Since you're the La Liga specialist, uh, I'm gonna swing this one over to you because I have no idea how to evaluate this one. To be honest, neither do I, bro. Um, I I really was not expecting that uh, at all because I kind of thought that um, Barça's front line were like alright, I guess you know, like kind of they have options, or they were gonna just absolutely you know bite the bullet for the next few seasons and just invest in the youngsters on the on the. In the front line there, but um, he he was <laughs> yeah, there from uh, like a few years ago. La Masia, or I think that's what they call it, or whatever. Yeah, La Masia. You know, their, their their youth team. Um, and I I don't I don't think it's a bad move to be honest, and it's a loan, so I'm not really sure like what what the vibes are. And I, I don't think, according to my boy Fabrizio, that there's a um, an option to buy, or maybe there is. If, if one of you could just like fact check that for me
1: i think the reason why it is a loan is because i don't think barcelona could afford to straight up to buy him, him yeah and get, it, get him on the. i did think about that though so i think he's on loan until they can sort out of whatever yeah. the, the multitude of problems they have and then they'll, they'll buy him when they can get him on the yeah. box and he can, he can play like i mean
0: way. they um titi had to take like a a paycheck like cut because they had to still register tourists, Ferran Torres, so well, he was not like, "Take a cut." What did he do? They basically they extended his contract. So, so say I think it was like he was supposed to make twenty mil in the next two years, ten mil each year. What yeah. they basically done is they spread it over four years. So now he's making the that same twenty mil over of four years, four years oh, in five okay. year payments. So okay. that basically means that his impact on the salary cap is less per yeah. year. Which then allows so. them to fit in Ferran Torres. Yeah. Um well, okay, yeah. So yeah, seeing having that in the back of my mind, I wasn't really sure how this was, was gonna work out. But we know he plays he he's usually on the right and he's flipping fast. So to be honest, I can't really think of any Barca players that are like lightning quick except for uh Dembele, who's obviously not gonna be there at the end of the season. So I think it'll be quite good for them. Like if you if we think about it, it's obviously we're gonna have Deepa in front as like a I think he usually plays as like a striker or that's what he's cut. He's usually been playing for at Barca. Traoré on the right, super fast, proper speed. Um, and he's not usually a goal scorer. Traoré, hey? he's more like a he kind of just gets things going or or just brings it from point A to point B and then makes the moves. You know, which I feel like could be given to like a. a a Busquets or a Gavi or something like that, you can make it a bit more creative. But I think adding that speed for Barcelona will have a positive impact 100%. Imagine yeah, try just trying up, up the La Liga. We mental. I've looked up uh, the deal and apparently it's a loan with a buy option. Okay. And so it's not mandatory. They don't have to exercise the option. But if they do, it would be 30 more uh, euros plus bonuses. 30 mil I think and boss covering his salary I think that's a decent move actually um, how old is Traore Traore is 26 so if they do land I mean, up buying at the end of the season that's I would consider pretty decent yeah it'll be interesting to see how he fits in so uh, looking at thing. this just this this forward line of Barca so they've got Traore they've got Luke de Jong you've got Deepa you've got Braithwaite Lord Braithwaite Who's underrated currently? Debebe is going to leave. Who's actually been linked to United? <laughs> so um, maybe you could discuss that a little bit later. I think uh, they've got Torres. Also, that he'll be up front. Uh, Fatty, and um, that this new oak named Abde Abde Ezal Elal, <laughs> Ezal Zouli. That's probably not. But there could say be another name joining that list. Abde who could be joining that list that's a decent that's decent yeah. i mean that's young they're fast they're pretty creative and i, I feel like you know chori will be a good addition to that front line but who could who could join yeah uh the former arsenal captain himself ah piamrick obamyang i don't know how valid these rumors are because like a few weeks ago there were talks of him joining like a team in qatar i think <laughs> So I don't know how he's gone from Qatar to Barcelona, but that's the world we live in. (laughs) I don't want to spend too much time on it because I I don't, I don't honestly don't believe the rumors are true. He's not a
1: bad player. I mean, he might have terrible. He's not a bad player. I mean, if Arsenal don't want you, then that's what does it say for Barcelona? What? Uh, But I mean, Barcelona (laughs) is. Oh,
0: agreed. (laughs) Can't uh, Um, deny that,
1: Hayden. So, I speaking know, I'd, I'd, of. I don't, uh, I don't back
0: that, though, to be honest. You don't, I don't back, back that the Aubameyang move? <laughs> nah, not to, not to pass. I feel like they've already got enough up front there, strikers. And he's kind of old already, isn't he? And he's like mm. almost mid 30s. Over 30. Yeah, he's definitely over 30. But Obamiang is. Yeah. Uh, Aubameyang is like eyeing like the paycheck f- to Qatar. More. Like, he's, he's definitely old. He's 32. Okay, he's 32. But he's going to be turning 3 this year, 33 this year, so. I don't know, that's a rush. And he does Vasa he does rely quite heavily on his pace. He does. Um but yeah, it's just a rumour for now. And um we can speculate, but there's other delentialed things that we can speak about that are confirmed.
1: Just yeah, like something that
0: was was confirmed today was uh Donny van der Bakes move uh, from Manchester United to Everton. At the moment it's just a loan deal. I don't think there's an option or obligation to buy. Um, and he will be linking up with Frank Lampard. So let's, let's uh, first get your, actually, your guys' no, opinion on the Frank Lampard move and then I'll talk about the Johnny Van Beek part of this. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Can I just hmm. say, I think it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Frank Lampard get everything delegated. <laughs> oh, perfect. The wow. only sad thing is, I think Aston Villa has played Everton twice already, so I can't watch Steven Gerrard absolutely wipe the floor with Frank Lampard's Everton.
0: Frank Lampard's wow. Everton—that's weird. Wasn't expecting that. Um, but I mean, who else did they have that they could potentially have taken in? You know, my boy, um, Graham Potter. Well, who joined? To, who joined Watford recently? Um, Hodgson. <laughs> yeah, Roy Hodgson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could have um, gone for Rooney. You know uh, I I was talking to someone and they and they mentioned how football managers just seems to be like an old boys club. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the English managers. Because it's the same like five guys that can rotate that is in correct. and out. Like ad nauseum. And it's so difficult to break in. It's always uh, uh Hodgson or Big Sam or Pardew or you know one, Sam it's Allardyce. Just, it's always one of those guys. What you st- Allardyce, yes, yes
0: yeah lamps to everton um I think we did we did discuss this the other day. the potential everton managers um and I think Frank was on that list though, but I didn't really think that it was gonna happen, and I don't really know how to feel about it like Everton really needs someone to to change something um is Frank gonna be the guy that does that <laughs> I don't know I don't no. know I no. don't. maybe maybe Hey, you know we never know they're sitting at sixteenth now with 19 points which is four above the relegation zone currently which is not too good so i'm sure we had this conversation the other day with like i don't know who got who got appointed and we're like yeah the bar is pretty low so it's a win-win because if they do well then away we that was great but if they don't do well then it's kind of like okay <laughs> not too bad because i mean we were in a bad position anyway. Um, who was that? I forgot who which, which team that was, but I think Hayden, you you had that conversation, and I,
1: mm, it wasn't I wasn't it? I barely remember what comes yeah. out of my mouth. Five seconds. Or maybe it, I think it was day.
0: actually about Stevie G coming to the Prem potentially.
1: Anyway, mm. oh, I think All it's right. I think it's kind of going to be the same. Well, I feel completely different. You about Lampard. I want him to get Everton relegated. <laughs> Is
0: that not a bit of a biased uh, opinion there? It's very yes. biased and I will say it. Extremely biased. Extremely biased. I don't know. I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna keep them out of relegation. That's it. I mean, I mean he should.
1: Watson's looking is... quite heavy.
0: Burnley's looking heavy, Norwich is out.
1: <laughs> what would happen to Frank Lampard's career yeah. if he got if he came back after his Chelsea debacle and then got Everton relegated? Yeah, that would not be good. Is there, would that be it? I think he'd get a win. season
0: in the championship to prove himself. And if not, then I think he'd be done.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 But um, I, I think with this just went too big too soon. Like, in what world does somebody with a CV of Derby <laughs> go, to, go and manage Everton? <laughs> like, what? The nepotism is strong yeah. with this one. It makes me upset. Yeah. At least Stephen Gerard went to go prove himself with Rangers before he got he went to Aston Villa of all places. Which is an historic club, but a club that's struggling at the moment. Well he's he's got a Who little was? bit of
0: chance now during the the, the break. <laughs> and um I don't know who's gonna who's gonna transform. I don't know what I don't even know what he what strats he used at Chelsea and I'm not sure if he's gonna like kind of do the same thing at Everton or if he's gonna switch it up or something, but I think it's a pretty positive move. Um same as Traore, like it's, it's kind of like a little bit weird, but positive, I guess, personally. Yeah, well, well, I have no idea about the Frank move, but uh, yeah. for Donny, I think this is, this is great, uh, especially if he gets playing yeah. time. Because I think that's yeah. the main issue is, is he going to be used correctly and is he going to get playing time? Um, it is kind of encouraging seeing what Mason Mount was able to do uh, under Frank when he was at Chelsea. Mm. Um, I think that his That's, ability yeah. to use players who can uh, attack space and create others, create for others off the ball, uh, I think could be useful for Donny. Uh, I like to see him personally play uh, sort of off Dominic Calvert-Lewin, sort of creating havoc for defense yeah. for defenders, pulling defenders out of position and stuff. Um, so I don't know. It's six months if he can get some play time, get his confidence up, and maybe you know have a chance to stake a claim in this united team yeah but um he's, is he usually like a, he's, in a attacking midfield is that kind of what, the he, thing what is, he vibes with people don't actually understand what donny is best at yeah. and i think it, the thing with donny is i think it's less of what position does he play and more of what role is he being asked to play because when he was so successful at ajax it was more of Him sort of breaking beyond the attack and uh, making runs in behind, pulling defenders out of position, and then allowing um, the rest of the attackers to then attack the space that's been created. He's not really like a central midfielder. He's not going to try and sit and create. Like he's not like Bruno that's going to try and pull strings or De Bruyne. You know, he he, his best work is actually off the ball, Mm. uh, even though he's an attacking midfielder. So he's quite unique in that way. I think that's part of the reason why he hasn't quite worked out at United is just because he's got a very unique skill set that needs he you you can almost say he needs the team to be built around him to some degree in order mm. for him to be successful. And like what do you what do you think what do you think that role is gonna be specifically at Everton though? Like who would he who would he uh switch out for, essentially?
1: I'd personally like area. him to
0: see play them play like a four four one one or four four two even uh, with him sort of playing as like a second striker behind Calvert-Lewin. Oh. Uh, hmm. And then you know, you can have Damari Gray and Richarlison on the wing. Yeah. You can have Andros mm-hmm. Townsend sort of switching in yeah. the midfield of Alan and Decore. Yeah, that's, that, that should be enough to keep you up, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that can't be worse than what Burnley and Watford and Newcastle are throwing out there. Mm. Yeah. Good
1: moves. I mean, Everton about, needs something. About Newcastle, though. But... Sorry, Hen. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, you're, talking, so... you're talking trash about Newcastle, but they look like they're making some moves. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to
0: Newcastle in a in a second, but um, I just want to talk about some right. other United players that have left the club. Um, firstly, uh, Amad Diallo, uh, the youngster who we got from Atalanta last season. He's moved to Rangers, uh-huh. who are currently top of the Scottish Premier League, uh, and scored in his debut. So, you know, Woo! if we Not can nice. get some playing time there as well, uh, develop. He was supposed to go on loan um, from the beginning of the season, but then got injured. So he ended up having yeah. to stay at United. So mm. hopefully he can have a good six months. And then Anthony Martial uh, has gone out on loan <laughs> as well to Sevilla to try and help them. Um, beat uh luke's real madrid to a Liga title <laughs> so that's really interesting I, Do you I'm, remember when on a personal note i'm quite happy for him <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy time in the world what i mean you he, remember that his his contract is running out soon so no. you know how real madrid love their free agents you, you can They've keep him, for bro. all the free agents rudiger pogba all them all them guys it's fine we're gonna um, we're getting we're getting mbappe Cromo hayden but there is there is one United player who, well, we don't know how long he's going to be United player for, uh, and that's Mason Greenwood.
1: Shouldn't be United player. Yeah, we got the un- should have his contract terminated. The
0: unfortunate news broke uh, this morning of the uh, incident regarding Mason Greenwood and the rape and domestic violence um, allegations. Mm. So just. Uh, sort of briefly you want to get serious here uh, and what what are your guys thoughts on the issue um yeah um i think yeah they yeah so let's go, go go so um i think i read something today that said that he he's like suspended from games or united had put out like a an official statement which is pretty good uh while there's um investigations going on um from a footballer uh perspective of like I was, i'm was, i pretty upset obviously like i thought that he had like a lot of potential you know how i rated this guy's my ballon la vibes with um who else did i rated <laughs> him and um yeah you know just my my group of youngers that I, I rated highly um but yeah that's like really unacceptable it's crazy like how much has like surfaced in the news recently um especially like this season with uh, Mendy, and she's like, even that uh, that Everton player, I forgot what his name was. Um, I mean, Sigurdsson. both Mendy's, to be honest. Both Mendy's, yeah. Both Mendy's, Sigurdsson. It was like, it's crazy, but that's a, it's a good thing, you know? Like, you you haven't heard of these things really, except for, like, remember long ago when Ronaldo was accused of things, and that's kind of like, that was just the the, the highlight of, of everything, and then it kind of just, I think, faded away a little bit, but now things are Swept yeah, I the think it's... So.
1: Because Ronaldo is Ronaldo and he can... Exactly, exactly. I think... Sorry to interrupt you, Duke, but I think you bring up a, a great point and Zach was mentioning this before we started recording the podcast, but uh, yeah. I think we as consumers of media and the football being part of media and being part of entertainment, it's very easy for spectators, supporters to idealize and idolize all the people on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, we only see them for like 90 minutes and they play football and that's all we get from them. But yet we deify mm. them. And I think we, we need to be careful with that because we don't know who 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 could be... What's going on behind uh, closed doors? Uh, 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 produce, uh, yeah, performing gender-based mm. violence, uh, committing rape. Uh, these people aren't saints. You know, they're just mm. athletes and they're human beings. And some of them are pretty terrible human beings.
0: Yeah, but Uh, just as a United
1: fan, you
0: know, Mm. yeah, that's obviously good. But just as a United fan, this is beginning to get a bit concerning because I don't this not only does this speak badly of Greenwood, but it kind of speaks to the culture at United. And this is not necessarily like a recent thing. This is not, you know anything to do with any of the recent management or higher-ups this is something that has been going on for years now I mean we had the Cristiano Ronaldo incident there was the Ryan Giggs incident I mean there was the Ryan Giggs issue uh that sort of came out and then he was still our assistant coach and then like a couple months ago he was seen in the like one of the um boxes at Old Trafford and it's kind of like well Should this really be going on? Like, are we just accepting that this is, are we just like allowing these guys to carry on and have no repercussions? Um, So it it does make you wonder what's really going on behind the the doors of, you know, this organization that you love so much and spend so much time thinking about. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just an awful situation. As a podcast, I think I'm uh, right to say that we extend our thoughts to um i think her name is harriet robson so the, the victim um, is, that, is that the victim yeah that's the victim's name we'd like to send our is thoughts his, out uh, to her and anyone that else that has or? been affected by this
1: it's his girlfriend and i think we should acknowledge her bravery yes, because what she did 100%. was i think that she big, yeah? created a portfolio of all of yeah. the afflictions that mason greenwood mm. had given her and obviously recorded the mm-hmm. video of her what sounds to be her getting allegedly raped yeah, and I think has at least know, she's got you know, receipts, that the you know, to give pretty damning but, evidence against mm. Mason Greenwood to the point where there's nothing that can really be said. Like I think his future is done for as a I mean, case.
0: that's the scary yeah. part is the fact that she's had to collect evidence. So that means yeah. that these weren't isolated <sighs> incidents mm. They must have been sort of no. stuff leading up to. I thinking, yeah. let me document this just you know, in ongoing. case I need to. Exactly. Mm. So that's but the I mean, real scary part. Yeah. That. There's They're coming out a whole bunch of stuff Greenwood. that we don't know about. Yeah, that's mental. And um, yeah, like I just when when I just read about it, just you know, briefly, because obviously there's not a whole lot of uh, details of what's going on. Like you know, you're just shocked. You don't really think about it. You know, Green is such a legend. Like we back him. We even got thumbnails of the oak. We speak so highly of it. And I think the the thing that's like really freaks me out the most is that there's still going to be fans of his. You know. Like those diehards that really are gonna like mm. victim blame, and they're not gonna believe her, and you yeah. know it's just always gonna be. There's always that group that's not gonna actually see it for what it is, and I just yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know like what you know. Generally, even just as a society, like how you could change that. Do you know you know what I'm you know what I'm trying to say? Like those those really fanatic fans, and like I don't know how you get around that.
1: But I think, it, I think, okay. The question with fans is. It, 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 you know, it's the mob yeah. mentality It's the, the, the notion of standing But when I think when it comes to the root issue Of how you deal with this, mm. tox, this toxic sense of masculinity In football clubs Is you really have to look at the culture That hap, that occurs inside the dressing yeah. room of clubs So you really have to be careful When people, you know those statements When like boys will just mm. be boys You know, it's locker room talk and You really have to take that seriously Because that's very much indicative Of the deeper entrenched mm. Uh, perspectives and culture of how and uh, perception of a conception of masculinity that occurs within mm. these clubs and that really do, does need to get yeah. addressed so as much as the premier league will will kneel will down for a progressive topic like uh, standing against yeah. racism i think there's a lot more they can do not just with the racism topic but with the uh, with gender-based violence in their clubs there's a lot mm. more than just taking a knee and being like yes we have done our duty to society.
0: Amen. Um, amen, Hayden. So, amen. Thanks, yeah. brother. Um I think we've pretty much covered that topic. Um
1: indeed.
0: So <laughs> let's move on. Uh
1: to To Newcastle after after the series. Yeah,
0: so yes. it's is well, obviously because this is Newcastle, uh that's kind of like confirmation that the seriousness has ended. Um <laughs> and they recently made a pretty big splash that's kind of challenging that statement um, they managed to scoop up Bruno Gumaresh um, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm trying to find why do you get the, those right every single time bro <laughs> the figure <laughs> uh, it's like Bruno, Bruno Fernandes and Bruno Fernandes Bruno Jules Cancel uh, so it's fifty mil Wait, plus a twenty percent future sale percentage.
1: Newcastle's out here dropping fifty mils. That yeah. is big. Um, that
0: is insane.
1: Is this I'll is this the new Saudi
0: him. money? It's the new Saudi, Saudi money. money, like already, it's not even gonna come like next season, like straight up vibes. January window, let's go. Nah, it's here, and <laughs> honestly, it's an it's an amazing it's signing from my point of view. I I said I would take Bentenko at United. I would 100% take Bruno Guimaraes at United. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been killing it for Lyon. He's been someone that I've had my eye on for a while now. His statistical profile is rock solid. Uh, Arsenal were interested and uh, somehow got beaten by Newcastle, (laughs) which (laughs) Arsenal fans are down bad. I mean, they lost out on Blavich. Now they lost out on Guimaraes. Uh, is they may be losing their former club captain Aubameyang it's not not good times for Arsenal um, but yeah I, I really like the signing for Newcastle and this isn't the only piece of business they've done this window they managed to get Dan Byrne who can uh, offer support at left back and center yeah. back they've got Chris, Wood. Chris uh, Wood and the thing about Chris Chris Wood they is they got, they got him Wood. from a relegation rival so they've weakened Burnley uh, with, but managed to strengthen yeah. And match strength in strengthen their own squad. However, it does look like Bernie's going to get Votverhoost for pretty cheap. So we'll see about that. And yeah. they managed to get Kieran Trippier as well. Damn. So,
1: back
0: what do we think? Front, front Is this enough to keep them
1: up? Hmm. Well, it's definitely enough to get them back into the Premier League if they do get relegated. I wonder if they've got any, like, Clauses for that in their, uh, in their contracts. To hear yeah, yeah, the Jesse Lingard yes, uh, some place. deal. I was, about so, to, I was
0: just about to mention that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so United, um, the deal, well, they've been negotiating with Newcastle about a loan deal for Jesse Lingard. And uh, pretty much what United's Ooh. offer was you've got to pay his entire salary. We want like 2 million uh, as just a general loan fee. And if you guys stay up, we want an additional additional twelve million. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Wow! So it's what? like a, in total, it's like an eighteen million a joke pound of million. Of a deal. Mm. That's quite a lot to ask. But what having J-Lings in, in Newcastle deal. will definitely revamp a lot of things there for them. You the know? thing I mean, is, if they stay up, who like, cares? Yeah, I was about to say they we got money. Like, don't they go? Don't they have like a incentive if they if they stay up and um, uh, like avoid relegation? Well, they get re- they get the Premier League TV money for the next season, there which is go. so I, a I feel l- like lot more yeah, than championship money. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, him as a loan move will be like a temporary fix. Until imagine what Newcastle's actual like summer transfer winner is going to look like. <laughs> that's going to be mental. Everyone's going to be FIFA, dude. Holland, it's gonna be crazy. But I think I think they're doing 20, yeah, they're doing the right thing. Yes. They're on the right course. They're like they're, they're definitely investing in, in the areas that they were lacking most. I think that defense is going to be a lot better. Um my boy, uh, who did I have last week in the in the uh the Joe Linton? Top tier, he's the Oliver Skip, <laughs> he's the Oliver Skip version uh in, in Newcastle. So having it's them probably around better than Oliver Skip. <laughs> you rated. They just need to buy a goalkeeper. I honestly think so. Yeah. I mean, um, the man can dribble. He's Brazilian. Well, I shouldn't say that's that, true. but that's he true. can dribble. <laughs> he is he also like on the left or on the right, or what? Where does he usually uh, play? Well, he kind of plays all over. He can. He's. It he was a striker at Hoffenheim. He's played more mm. as like a sort of midfielder for Newcastle. So, he can, mm. He can. If if Gumarish comes in, he'll probably move a bit more forward. Goomarish, I think it's good. It says that he's twenty four. 24-year-old m- midfielder. Um, <laughs> Newcastle in the transfer window, that's always quite a good thing. But it, it's, I dig that they that they have, like, they've taken Chris Wood and they've got Trippier. Like, they're these guys that are, like, low-key underrated and I feel like they can do something with it. You know? Um, who are they lacking? Let me see here. Uh, that, uh, what is what is the oak they need that, the that carried them in the front there? Uh, Callum Wilson. I feel like if he's. You don't rate like Dubravka, distance, Hayden? Help in the front there. Dubrovka. You don't rate oh, Bravka. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, he's kind of shaky. He'll it. have moments where he's amazing, but then also be kind of shaky. So I, I could see them improve. Mm. They've been linked to burn Leno, as I've seen recently.
1: Damn. That would be. Wow. That's a power move. Wow, that would be such a great signing.
0: Yeah. Because Aaron Ramfield's just been killing it for Arsenal. Things. So, I'm going to put you guys in the spot here. Newcastle, staying up or going down? I think they're going to stay up too, bro. I think so too.
1: Because Everton will go down <laughs> instead. of <them>. ah, <laughs> yeah, <they'll go>.
0: I, <laughs> I think they'll stay up as well. I think Bernie, Watford and, New- and Norwich are going to go down. Yeah, they're looking quite, quite rough here. Eh? Uh, yeah but uh, I think that brings us to the end of this week's episode uh, we're not going to do a score drop this week because Diane's not here so we'll probably save that for another time it's okay. um, but yeah if yeah. you have enjoyed please be sure to rate uh, review uh, do whatever your podcast platform allows uh, and until button. next time yes smash that like uh,
1: cheerio